May your power move like never before in Jesus' name. Amen. So what does it mean to be the family of God? Um, what I'll try to do today is basically three things, right? I'll try to go through the Bible looking at from Genesis where family shows up. And then I'll come back to Jesus Christ who essentially is why we are here, why we are family together that created this family of God that we are. Then I'll go into some practicalities of if then we are family, what should it mean in practice? And just to begin that, I, I personally believe that family is one of the, the, the biggest blessings that, that you could have. And it's amazing because everyone is born into some family. And no matter the experience we've had with our physical earthly families or even the family of church that you've been part of in the past, family is a blessing. But it's even a greater blessing when you're part of the family of God. And it's something that when you talk about people kind of look at you and say, okay, I get it. You just have to say that because maybe it's a metaphor. Um, you, you need to say it to, to make the, the conversation go forward. No, it's not a metaphor. It's a real family. The family of God is a family created by God himself. And it's not a family that God created and said, now go on, become a family. It is a family that he is part of. Jesus is the head of this family. So God created family. And to begin to get a sense that we have God as our father, as a member of our family, as the head and leader of this family. Um, I would like to just go back to Genesis. So it's not a coincidence that we are part of God's family. It started from somewhere. So we'll read from Genesis chapter 1, from 1 to 3, and then verse 26 also it should come up on the screen. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Three. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. That's one to three. So what we see there right there, in the beginning there was God, there was the Holy Spirit, and there was the Word of God. God said. We see family right from the beginning, community. And in the midst of that wonderful community, God said, something started, an expansion of the family of God. So we see in 1 verse 26, then God said, let us make mankind in our own image, in our likeness. Praise God. Beautiful family, spiritual family, and suddenly it goes physical. And God said, let us make man. And we are here today. So we are not from nowhere. We have a root. We are rooted in God, in Christ Jesus. Praise God. So God starts a family of love. And God expands it out of the overflow of the love that God had. God creates the human race. One group of people with a common identity. And the idea of family is then born through Adam and Eve. And if we go to Genesis chapter 3, we see that it started to fall apart. Man disobeyed. But right there in the midst of that disobedience, God still makes a promise that I'm not giving up on family. I'm not giving up. I would save you. And redemption is promised. God said the son of the woman would crush your head. And God continues this journey. In Genesis chapter 6, we see God starting right again with God finding Noah. And through his family, 
God saves the world. So God continues to engage with family and to make his promises. Then in chapter, in Genesis 11, after the flood, God saved Noah, him and his family has come out. Mankind once again decides that, you know, we know how to do family better. The Tower of Babel is born. And they wanted to make a name for themselves. They wanted to build a city so that they would not disperse and become the people that God wanted them to be. But praise God that God intervenes once again. And God continued to seek a family, a people that he would call his own. So Genesis 15, we see this promise of family made to Abraham. What a beautiful promise God comes back with. God said, I would establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants. And after you for generations to come to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. God promises Abraham that I am engaging you for the future. And I used to wonder why, why did God get, why did he choose Abraham? I found the answer in Genesis 18, verse 19, where the Bible says that God, that God said, I am choosing Abraham because he would teach his family my ways. It was all about a people, a distinct community that knows God, that loves God, that are part of God's family. So this continued, and we see then that in Genesis 15, God makes this promise to Abraham, and God goes ahead to fulfill this promise. Because we are the family of Abraham. We are the plan that God had right from the beginning. Amen. Hallelujah. So now fast forward to Abraham, his children. We have Israel. God demonstrates that promise by bringing Israel in place, saving them from slavery. And all the experience that went for through Israel and through them, God continued through promise through prophets, to promise that I'm not giving up on family. I want a people. And beyond Israel, then we see Jesus born to fulfill that promise, to create a way beyond the limitations of man, the failures of man. It used to be that Abraham did righteousness. God saw him as righteous and God called him. It used to be that Noah was righteous and God called him. But now what is it? It used to be, now it is that we are dead in sin and God calls us. It is why we are yet sinners that we are called into this family that God has now created through Jesus Christ. Praise God. The game has changed and now we have a family that everyone is welcome to. So through Jesus Christ, God creates a beautiful family. It's a sacrificial love that is the basis for the family into which we are born. And when I try to understand more of this family, there's so many Bible verses, Ephesians 2, 1 to 3, does so much justice showing you what it means not to be part of this family. Ephesians 2, verse 4 to 6, comes in and tells what it means to be part of this new family. But John 3, 16 summarizes it all. For God so loved the world that he creates this family. He creates this door, this room, that we might become family. Praise God. And most importantly for me, and just reflecting on this, that, that we are no longer strangers one to another. Through the love of Jesus Christ, we can come together as people from different backgrounds, different culture, 
and see ourselves and become part of one family of God. And through the love that Jesus sheds in our heart, that we can truly start building a community that is thriving, a community that is filled with the power of God, the presence of God, but the love of God one for another with full understanding and honesty and humility. Praise God. Now, what is this family then all about? What is the heartbeat of Jesus when he created this family? When he went on the cross, took all this pain, went through overcoming all the wickedness of the enemy, creating a path for us to become the family of God, what was in his heart? John 17 from 20 to 23 kind of paints this picture because Jesus prayed a prayer and it should come up on the screen as I read it. You know, as Jesus was right about to give birth to the church, to the family of God, to create that room for us to be able to come in to the family of God. He prayed, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who would believe in me through their message. He prayed for us. That all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, and that they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Hallelujah. That was the mindset, the heartbeat of Jesus Christ in bringing us together as children of God, as the family of God. Three key things resonate for me in this prayer. The first one is love. Jesus wanted us to be a people of love. And this is not just the feeling, emotional love, but the love of action. Love that is demonstrated by people going out of their way to serve one another. John 17 is about Jesus praying that we would be a loving people so that the world would see Jesus through us. That the world looking at us and looking how we demonstrate love one for another and the unity that we share would see the love of Christ through us. So the second thing for me then is unity. Jesus prayed for a united people, a people that have a common understanding and a common um, vision, a people that overcome divisions and continue to move forward in the kingdom of God. Then he prayed for community, not just being part of Grace Church and the community that personally I've found in Grace Church, being part of a home group. We've faced several challenges as a family in the last one year. But just that you can call people up and they pray with you. Just that you are tired and thinking, what next? How do you make food for the next morning? And someone shows up at the door with enough food for the next three days. Little acts of love, little acts of unity, the demonstration of community that I have experienced within Grace Church, and I'm sure many of us have experienced, is a show of this love and this prayer that Jesus prayed. Praise God. 
there was a time I was talking with Tim Sofield. And being, a, being from Africa, there's one thing that is clear to me. When you ask me where I'm from, I'm from my father's village, right? I can go to the map and I put a dot here. And my experience in Europe is that when you ask people where they are from, they say, my mother is from here, my dad is from there. I say, so where are you from? And it's always this confusion. Why is he asking me where I'm from? So I asked him this question, because he always has answers. <laughs> and Tim said to me that I am from Grace Church. Because we were talking about, where, like, how do you feel at home? What makes you feel this certainty that, you know, there's always this need to be connected to somewhere so that wherever you are, you have a, a, a locus, if that's a word, a position where, like a thread leading you there that I'm from there, and it gives you confidence to be here. You can't just be here if there is nowhere you are coming from. And he said for him, it's Grace Church. I said for me, it's my village. But I realized something then. that Why would he say Grace Church? I didn't feel like that. I still don't really feel like that. And part of my prayer today is that we come to the point where we start feeling that the church of God is actually where we are from. It is our point. And I just said, why, why, why? And I've asked, why is those, was he just saying this? But he wasn't, he was serious. You can talk to him. <laughs> so we are truly a community built on the foundation of sacrifice and the love of Jesus Christ. And we should continue building on that through driving and building more community. Praise God. So now I've told you the history or like a tracing of the church. Now you've seen that Jesus Christ is the head of this church. But family itself, that Jesus created room for us to become part of God's family. So what does it mean? How can we live and love like members of God's family? There's been a lot of conversations in Grace Church and all the time. They, we know how to love one another. Yes. We know how to welcome one another. Yes. But there's something sometimes that people, when you talk to people, they, there's still a lot of opportunity for us to grow. We can be even better. But how? For me, the first thing is actually being confident in whom we are. Right? We must be very clear that we are Christians. We are not without identity. We are Christians, and we are proud to be Christians. You know, it's about the power of Christ and what he's done in our heart. We are a family of people that are different, but together as one. We are part of a spiritual and a physical family. We are part of family with Jesus Christ, not just with him, with the angels of heaven, God's angels, and with, you know, it's not just some, it's, it's a massive family. <laughs> You know, we, we are siblings with Christ. We are, the Bible says we are joint heirs. Look at Jesus praying and he said, I've given them the glory that you gave me. Talking about us, when, when the disciples of John the Baptist came to ask Jesus, are you the Christ? Jesus turned around when they left and said that John is the greatest of all prophets. Isaiah, um, Jeremiah, all of those prophets that many people like to be like, right? That John is the greatest of them all. But he said that the least of you in this kingdom, in this family that Jesus has brought, is greater than John the Baptist. 
do we, do we begin to understand the people that we come in relationship with when we become part of God's family? We are not talking ordinary people. You're talking people that could dream and pray for you. You're talking people that could call you up and pray about something that you are thinking and thinking nobody knows about you. You're talking people that could lay hand on you and then you would begin to recover because God can heal through the laying of their hands. You're talking about people filled with the Holy Spirit. This is a family that is as powerful as you can imagine. And we can become more of it. The plan and vision of Jesus Christ for his family as you go through that prayer is that through love, through unity, through community, we begin to experience the move of God in our hearts and then in our lives and then in our community. We can truly achieve the vision of Grace Church, which is to become a thriving community, just, not just for ourselves, but beyond in Nottingham and even beyond. Praise God. So we need to be confident. We want to be a people that are wowed by the church. You know, we want people to be wowed by the church because they are wowed by Jesus through us, by just seeing how we relate with Christ. But also, we want to look at our priorities. Personally, I, I, I mean, God has been helping me, and I, I've been praying like, okay, what should be my priority? And all the time, it comes down to, we sometimes think about, when it comes to the things of God, we want it to, we want to feel like it, then we do it. Then when it comes to other things, we plan. We don't feel like it. We plan, we book holiday, we go for the holiday, we call up the booking agents if anything fails with our attitude of, why, why did it fail? You know, we, we go over and above. But when it comes to things that concerns God, to the community of God, to this great family that we've been gifted, we go numb. We want to feel like, oh, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like joining that. We give up so easily the things that are most important in life. We let go. We miss opportunities to pray with one another. We miss opportunities to be with one another. We miss all these opportunities that God has created because we seem not to understand the value of the family that we've been born into. And my prayer for us today is that something starts to shift in our priorities to realize that we are part of a family that should be valued and prioritized, praise God. And not just our priorities. Because we are family, we rally around each other. When somebody is hurting, we pray for them. But I've found the biggest challenge is not just the opportunity to rally around each other. What I've found is that people that are hurting in a community that is not yet there, fully united, they hide it. So I don't know what you're hiding today, right? I don't know what you're going through. Like myself, I've been through some things. I've have gone through things that I couldn't tell anyone, even my home group. And as bad as that feels, it was two weeks ago that God made me to understand that when, if Satan can get you to say nothing, he has defeated you. If Satan can isolate you to a corner, where you become depressed and frustrated, where you feel this arrogance that you and God can sort it out, where you are not willing to call up the church, to call up your community, to share with your home group members the pain you are going through for people to pray, you are already defeated. I pray today that we would begin to reach out to people that we trust. We would begin to speak out when we face challenges so that others can pray for you. And who does this best? than John and Laura here. I mean, 
John has this WhatsApp group and he says, pray for me that I'm going outside. Pray for me that I'm about to drink water. Pray for me that, that my cat is outside. And, I, and sometimes I'm like, what? <laughs> but I've come to realize that it is such humility. It is such belief in the community of God. It takes a heart that truly knows that the prayer of the saints availeth much to do that. I think we should do more of that in the name of Jesus. Praise God. We all have gifts. The Bible is very clear that we all have gifts. If you've come into this family, you're baptized with the Holy Spirit, you have a gift. What is your gift? I've spoken to people throughout this pandemic. A lot of people have said, oh, I'm leaving Grace Church. Why? They wear masks in church. They don't sing. I can't believe they don't sing. And I'm like, is that the priority? Is that priority over family? One thing I've come to learn is that there is not always right and wrong. They are, the Bible is our truth, praise God. But essentially, we must first of all be humble and be led. We must learn to be good followers. Not everything would perfectly fit the way you want it in church. And I don't come to church all the time to take. Sometimes you come to give. I've said to somebody that, listen, if you feel there's something not quite right in Grace Church the way you want, what have you done to fix it? And even if you try fixing it and the leadership is not listening, do you get to that point where you understand why God brought you to Grace Church? Where it is not just about I give up and I leave, but that you say, no, God brought me here for a purpose. I have to use my gift to serve this church, to serve others. We need to get to that place where we understand that we are a gift to this family. You can't afford to just leave because you feel like it. It has to be that you understand that I have come here to give something. And I would push and pray myself through until I am truly serving others with what God has put in my life. And that's where we want to be. So it's not about taking offense. I don't like the car park. I don't like the way I was welcomed. I can't stand the way they set the seats. Praise God. <laughs> we need to be able to overcome offense. Remember, John 10, 10, we have an enemy who wants to destroy us every day. Every day. He wants you to be offended. It is very true that you can never like everybody, even in your family, right? You can't like everybody. So in the family of God, there will be people that you just don't like the way they sound. You, you don't like their attitude. They are too energetic for you. They are too quiet. Yeah, that's okay. But I say this to you. If you see anybody that you feel like physically or whatever, you, it doesn't quite connect, take the challenge this week and this month. Reach out to them. Hear their story. And every time I've crossed the divide to hear somebody's story, I've never seen them the same again. Hear their story. Let's continue the conversation. We talked about we need to talk about race last time. But now we need to talk about us, the church. If anybody, look around, think about it. Who is that person that you, you feel offended? You don't reach out to them. Praise God. Say to them, I just want to know you. I just, I just want to hear your story. And every time, you'll be amazed. Why? Because he made them in his own image. 
he made them in his own likeness. And whenever you feel this thing about anybody, it's because Satan is trying to deny you of something in them. Hallelujah. So we can cross the divide. We, can, we embrace each other because we are family. And most importantly, is that we, we remember. When it gets tough, we remember how it used to be so that we can get back together. Look around you. It's time to get back together. There is time for everything, right? Time to cry, time to sing, time to sleep. It is time to get back together, praise God. It's time to come back together as a community, to worship together, to be excited together once again. It's also time to create space and show hospitality. Who was the first person you invited when they said you can have two people in your garden, you can have six people? Personally, I've never really, really gotten clear on these rules. It's six people, then it's two people, then it's... And my wife knows one thing. I do barbecue anytime. In fact, my neighbors were so shocked when in the middle of winter they saw me doing barbecue. Like, I was just out there, chicken, fish, plantain, middle of winter with my coat. And I'm like, what? I said, anytime. <laughs> Open your doors, right? Let's show hospitality. Let's go out of our way. Invite people. Invite yourself to people's house, right? Because in Africa, people show up. And then you're feeling like, he didn't tell me he's here. And then, oh, how are you, brother? I'm, oh, welcome. Yeah, you didn't tell me you're here. You have anything, water? Uh, show up. We are family. Show up. In fact, last week, I almost showed up in Ben's house just to test this theory. I said, I, I'm just going to show up, and, I, and I'm sure he's, he's at, he plans a lot. So he will be like, Mav, I should be going out. Of course, he's British. He will be nice. They were like, okay, Mav, do you really want to stay, or should we? I'm staying. Do you have anything for me? Show up. Praise the Lord. So let's continue as family together because God created this family because this family is the powerhouse of God because we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ because when we come together in unity, there is nothing that can stop us. There is nothing that can stop us. There is no challenge you are going through that if every believer reaches out and prays for you sincerely, that there will not be a shift. There would be a shift. So I want to just pray for every one of us today that you receive the power. You receive the power in your heart to really begin to connect to family. When David said, I was glad when they said, let us go to the house of the Lord. Do we understand? Do we understand what he was saying? His heart was, you know, that joy when they said, let us go to the house of the Lord. The Bible says, where two or more are gathered in my name, I am there in their midst. Jesus is here. You have come to a great family. God is here. Things are shifting in your life right now. There's someone that was wondering this morning, I don't know what I will do next month with my finances. God is doing something in your life. There's someone here that thought um, this morning that I, I'll give up. I'm done with Christianity. It doesn't work. God is doing something in your life. Do not give up. Don't give up on this great family. There's no greater blessing. There's no greater place to continue to fight for than the family of God.
Praise God. Hallelujah. If we stand up, we just want to pray now. And if I can ask the band to come up. I just want you to pray. I don't know what the Holy Spirit has been saying to you, but just, just pray. Um, pray what he lays in your heart. I was talking with somebody last week, or this week, actually, and she said to me that she once lost a friend. But a month before that person died, the person was coming to her heart every day. We miss these opportunities. It's happened to me before. It's happened to most of us. God said, I would do nothing without telling Abraham. You belong to a family that God tells people things before they happen. When God says something to you about someone, pray. If he lays somebody in your heart, pray. Let's become an active spiritual family, an active physical family of love. Let's become that community that would wow Nottingham. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.